I'm st- I'm in this Atlanta um, tech Slack, and some of the members were pretty excited today that Atlanta's tech uh, tech system <laughs> transit system Marta um, is getting some upgrades. They're getting some new trains, which is huge, and uh, some of the trains have Wi-Fi on them already. And there's going to be more of that for some reason, and. Uh, contactless payment i guess like people are you're going to be able to use your phone instead of a breeze card i guess although honestly i'm not super sure how i feel about that because the cool thing about a breeze card is that there's for if you if you want it to be that way you can have it so there's no way to tie it to you as a human being which might be useful for some folks but um are they getting like old cars from another railroad because (laughs) oh (laughs) maybe (laughs) it's the whole system marta was in fact built only because i think it was seattle or maybe portland one of them in the pacific northwest turned down some federal money to build a transit system and atlanta was like yeah sure we'll take it so so that's how marta um the train system actually came to be yeah and a bunch of the uh the various railroad uh local rails that make up the northeast corridor also got some new equipment lately which means some other stuff is aging out so we'll see my understanding (laughs) is uh our local system here in the in the dmv which is what this area is apparently called um has not been replaced in some time and much of it could stand uh some replacing but i haven't actually ridden um our public transportation since i moved here uh the last and pretty much only time I ever did was like a few years ago when I tried out for Jeopardy. (laughs) It Uh, seemed fine. Like coming from Atlanta at the time, it seemed actually pretty great, but people here bitch about it a lot. Yeah, no, I rode it at a particularly busy time and it was fine. It did it. It did what it had to do. The thing about public transportation uh, when it can get you to or near the place that you want to get to is that it's fine. Despite what um, official ruffled feathers boogeyman uh, <laughs> Elon Musk would have you believe, you're you're at very little risk of being stabbed um, whenever you ride. It's 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 extremely uh, rare to be murdered in uh, on in the course of of using public transit. Yeah, so he uh, interviewed not recently anymore because a lot of stuff yeah. accumulated while we weren't recording in December. But um, he said, uh, I think public transportation is painful. It sucks. Why do you want to get on something with a lot of other people that doesn't leave where you want it to leave, doesn't start where you want it to start, doesn't end where you want it to end, and it doesn't go all the time? It's a pain in the ass. That's why everyone doesn't like it. And there's a bunch of random strangers, one of whom might be a serial killer. Okay, great. And that's why people like individual transportation that goes where you want, when you want. He's, it's actually a view that's pretty out of touch with a lot of younger people who fucking hate driving. And I'm one of them. I'm not a yeah. younger person, but much like my younger compatriots, I uh, I fucking hate it. Everything about it is terrible. Well, you're, you're still the tail end of millennial. We'll count you in younger people. I, well, oh, <laughs> I'm an honorary. Uh, yeah, it's I'm like borderline millennial, so close enough, I guess. But it fucking sucks. Like, first of all, you have to own a car. Also, let's talk about how you have to own a car 
for Elon Musk's ideal, you know, individual transportation model to work. That is just out of reach for a lot of people. And it's going to continue to be out of reach for even more people as this country slowly (laughs) slides into a hideous um, fiefdom. I don't know, like feudalism, basically. It's okay. We're going to run them all on coal. It'll be fine. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, driving fucking sucks. And it's really not that big a burden to wait like five or ten minutes for the next train, which is what you sometimes have to do like yeah you can't like that very second that the thought occurs to you hop into a vehicle and go precisely where you want to but the great thing about trains is that you don't have to worry about parking them you don't have to worry (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to worry about all the other trains on the tracks i mean sometimes train accidents happen and it's horrible but way less often than automobile accidents um during uh, the great snowpocalypse in Atlanta of 20, I want to say 2014, because I don't really remember, um, the trains were still running for most of that. Uh, It it wasn't a big deal for the trains. Meanwhile, cars were bursting into flames. (laughs) Yeah, I I still don't understand how, but yeah, that happened. It's because they have only summer tires and they don't know how to drive on snow, so they just put their foot down until the wheels (laughs) spun until they burst into flames. Or the engine but, did, but I, it shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't burst into flames. <laughs> uh, but the point is, um, individual transportation is stupid. <laughs> it is. It's, it's the least efficient possible thing in every way. Yeah, um, and we had a really good mass transportation system in the United States. You know, basically until the war, we had streetcars. Streetcars were great, especially when they were basically like the king of their section of the road. Uh, Like there would be, you know, horses or whatever, a couple of them newfangled automobiles. But by and large, you could, you you genuinely could. In fact, the first suburbs that we had were a product of streetcars. They were close to city centers, but a little bit outside. So you could have a small yard. I used to live in in a streetcar suburb in Schenectady. It was pretty close to GE, but not like, you know... You could walk there, but it would take you a while. Or you could take these fabulous streetcars, which no longer exist. Yeah. And in addition to the actual conspiracy that killed them, uh, part of the reason they went away is because they kept getting hit by cars. Jeez. Yeah, because cars are terrible. I mean, think about your average person and what a fucking idiot that person is. <laughs> and now and now make that person responsible for piloting a you know, two-ton killing machine. Basically, yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and trains, uh, public trains, you know, trains, modern trains are largely automated, um, although they're, you know, the conductor still needs to pay attention. But um, it's not as difficult, especially since there are rails and you don't have to make like unprotected left turns and shit. No, you just have to be going the right speed around the turn. Right. Just, you know, they should really fully automate that so that. They can remove that whole thing. Yeah, that seems a little ridiculous in the modern era that we're not doing trains entirely by not even AI. It's, it should just be a schedule, like just entirely yeah. automated. I mean, they should obviously it would be helpful to have some other things in case there's like a tree branch on the tracks or something. But that's a much easier problem than self-driving cars. Right. Because, which have again, to know everything. 
there's only that one track. There's not generally speaking a lot of other traffic on the rails and it's it's a much we're solving all the wrong problems. Like yeah. like fucking our our uh I wanna think of it <laughs> I don't know, fucking Elon and his asshole loops are just, just like I I realize it's very adorable that you made a company and you're calling it the boring company. Because it drills. Get it? Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, If you're like a teenager, a teenage boy specifically. That's some very unsophisticated humor is what I'm saying. Um, So like I... I read a little bit more about this whole, like I've heard of the Hyperloop, but I didn't really look into it because it sounded like an asshole rich kid fantasy, which it still does. But apparently it relies on these tubes that they'll shoot little shuttles through (laughs) Um, being at near vacuum conditions over like hundreds of miles. And that sounds uh, technologically challenging. Yeah. So there's a, a great classroom demo for this that physics teachers have been doing uh, long before the Hyperloop announcement, um, which is the uh, fastest way to shoot a ping pong ball out of a uh, potato cannon is to put it in a tube and create a perfect vacuum. And then you pierce the rear of it and the air rushing in will come in behind the ping pong ball and force it forward. And then it'll break through the other end of the tube. Uh, And that's pretty much the Hyperloop. It's that the thing about um, vacuum is much harder to achieve the larger volume you want to evacuate. Like it's not even linear. It's probably, I don't even know. My husband would know because he was one of his things was achieving and maintaining ultra high vacuum for science crap. And it's really freaking hard. Everything in physics ends up being the product of squares. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah. that sounds, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's amazingly difficult. And, uh, but like, okay, it's cool though that he wants to dig some new tunnels, but like, you could totally just put conventional rail in there or even like, or put the convent- rail above ground, <laughs> right? Monorails. What's it called? Monorail. Once again, Monorail. <laughs> I love them. Mon- monorails are like my favorite thing. No, they're not. That's a lie. But I really like the monorails too. at Disney World. Yeah, but they're so cool and they're like pretty quiet and they're really smooth running for the most part. And they kind of smell, but that's because of the people. <laughs> well, that that's Musk's point, you know, that public transportation <laughs> smells. And the worst part is like this is an article where he's talking about how great the Hyperloop's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, dude, did you notice that your little, you these aren't like single person pods that you're shooting through your weird vacuum tunnel system, which is totally impractical. Um, it's like 16 person cars. So, okay, there are like, I guess, fewer smelly people. And granted, the, the Disney World monorails mostly smell that bad because it's a bunch of tourists in Orlando. <laughs> which is hotter than hell, a a significant part of the year. And it's very humid. So you just sweat. You just sweat and sweat. And you just like stay sweaty forever (laughs) until you die or until you go somewhere else. Uh, That's why they have those things, which are just like sprinklers for people. Yeah, but even that, like you pretty much just stay wet. Yep. (laughs) Like those work okay in Anaheim where it's drier. But in in Orlando, in Disney World, it's not uh, it's not as effective. I'm going there again in June. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, Disney is a funny example because they do have a lot of, you know, like their city of tomorrow, mass transportation, people mover and all that crap. Yeah, they shut that down a long time ago, though. Yeah. I don't even re- I don't know if I ever got to go on the people mover, but it's it is pretty like, I don't know why we moved away from mass transit as the future. It seems pretty obviously futury. They're going to continue to be more people. Individual passenger cars are obviously unsustainable. We're unlikely to switch to bicycles because the weather sucks. Um, well, not only not gonna... that, but the uh, the current car infrastructure is just the worst possible thing for bicycles until you get rid of all the cars. Right. And, and you make bike lanes and then cars park in them. Yeah. You can't really do anything to help bicycles right now. It You know, bicycles are just... Just always in the wrong, by default. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't help that a lot of cyclists genuinely are assholes who oh, absolutely. go around being assholes. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, it, it, everything really is working against them. Um, well, that, yeah, that, well, that's what I mean. You know, if you ride on the sidewalk, you're breaking the law, but you're doing it to not get hit by a car. Um, right. And if you try to, like, use a car lane to cross a bridge or something, then I mean, you're holding up traffic and you're probably going to get hit by a car. It's just... <laughs> Yeah. You're just always wrong. <laughs> you, Yeah, even if you're not, like, actively being an asshole, which often they are, but yeah. sometimes they're not. Um, <laughs> and it's it's pretty bad. Um, another problem that we have that the streetcars did solve nicely was is, is suburbs. Like, probably, uh, I probably should have looked this up, but I didn't. <laughs> I would not be <laughs> I would not be surprised to find that a majority of the population lives in suburbs of uh, major city centers um like nationwide because you have places like southern california is basically like three suburbs Mm -hmm. (laughs) like los angeles san diego and uh i don't know riverside i guess is the closest thing to a city maybe san bernardino anyway those that inland empire city um although some people a lot of people do live in like riverside and commute to la which i think is bananas because that's like 60 miles, which is probably two hours. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, infuriating that like so many times a year, I'm reminded that a convergence of crises could be solved just by merely rebuilding our pre-existing conventional rail system. <sighs> yeah. I mean, be... we could go back to fucking coal-powered steam. And it would be a win for the environment. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty, pretty great. Um, because our cars are, are... We've been polishing these turds of ours for the past 50 or 60 years. Um, but they're still turds. There's only so much shine they're going to take. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, but the point we need to get to is, you know, I'll compromise and give you park and ride, but everyone needs to take you know, a uh, uh, plug-in hybrid electric vehicle to the park and ride. And that is all that they use the car for. Well, that and maybe groceries. Mass transit doesn't really work for groceries. Yeah, it's pretty... It's I, I've gone to Ikea via public transportation. <laughs> I took MARTA. Um, there, because there's a shuttle from one of the train stations in uh, Midtown that goes to the Ikea, um, that goes to Atlantic Station, which is where Ikea is in Atlanta. And it's pretty awkward <laughs> to carry your giant 
you know, massive amounts of Ikea stuff. You definitely couldn't get a sofa bed home that way, <laughs> although, although I still can't because my car is too small. Um, but, it, but like, that's one of the few Ikeas I'm willing to bet that you actually could do that, like that you could even take Probably. any public transportation at all. And granted, the shuttle from the station to Ikea is a private shuttle, but, you know, it's something. It could conceivably be replaced with a public one. Um, uh, now, was that trip uh, better or worse than when you took your iMac on public transportation? That's right. I did that, too. Um, uh, what, no, si what size actually, was that? Uh, no, you know what? I took uh, Uber. I think I took Uber both ways with that. Did I take it one way on the train? I might have. It was a 27-inch uh, iMac. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I got more weird looks when I was carrying a potted plant on uh, on the train just because I needed to take it home because <laughs> they were closing campus for two weeks. And I had this African violet. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, the best thing I did in Atlanta was stop driving to work and start just driving to the train station because it was infuriating every goddamn day. Like the same morons doing the same stupid shit on the same roads all the time. It's awful. Public transportation is so much better than that. You can just, and I listen to so many podcasts. I mean, yes, part of my commute took a little bit longer and it wasn't like always, I didn't always get to leave exactly when I wanted and, and arrive exactly when I wanted. Not like you're ever guaranteed that with the state of car traffic being what it is anyway. Yeah. Uh, at least the arrival end of things, but it was great. I could just sit there and listen to a podcast or just stare out the window. Like sometimes you just, it's nice to just sit and stare. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of soothing, the, you know, chunk to chunk of the rails and whatever. I don't know. Most of the time people weren't very smelly. There was one woman who was, but I learned to not sit near her. She so had a favorite seat and I changed my favorite seat <laughs> after I figured out who it was. Um, so with the, uh, um timetable aspect of it so um in uh, lower manhattan which you know no one can drive to in their right mind right um if you have a job there like it is understood that shit happens with trains like it is okay if you roll in at nine twenty and say sorry the train yeah like, you don't get shit for it no everybody <laughs> knows it's yeah. fine it's just part of life it's just yeah, it doesn't matter. And like even, and that, I don't know, man, like Marta had delays sometimes, but the most delayed I ever was, was due to car traffic. When I was still driving, it took me 90 minutes to drive 20 miles. Yeah, that's, that's not okay. <laughs> I mean, it was worse the time it took me 90 minutes to drive seven miles to my job in California, but there weren't <laughs> trains. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. there's basically one road to get from Moreno Valley. Well, that's not true. There's like two and a half roads to because two of them kind of converge um, to get from Moreno Valley to Riverside. And I lived in Moreno Valley and I worked in Riverside because that's where the university yeah. was. And uh, some jackass decided that it would be a great idea to close all but one lane of the freeway that went from Moreno Valley and all parts east to Riverside. <laughs> Yeah, that did not work out well. And it and I bet the surface streets were just as bad, the one and a half of them. 
that existed. Yeah, that's another problem with uh, areas that were built around suburbia instead of evolving out of uh, train-related suburbs of the uh, 19th century is that they all have sort of like a tree or a flower design to their streets where everything just feeds into just one damn street. And there's not even really surface streets you can take between towns. No, because everything's a subdivision, and right. they all have like branch um, branches onto a main artery road. And if that artery road is fucked up for any reason at all, that's it. <laughs> basically, everybody's fucked. Yep. Yeah. So when you only have one road that you can take, I mean, how much more freedom is that than you know <laughs> being restricted to the one train line? Yeah, you might feel very free because you only have your own farts to deal with, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not really. So I uh, I kind of wish that there were more thought and uh, innovation going on in actual public transportation spaces. Like, I, I really disapprove. I mean, this is just another instance of people, of people trying to innovate to make life better for rich people. Life is fine for rich people. <laughs> Figure out a better solution for people who moved out to the suburbs because they had, you know, an okay job and they did that thing. What is it? It's called like drive until you can afford the mortgage. That's what people yeah. do in Atlanta. But then, you know, anything goes wrong. Something goes wrong because they could just afford that house in like, I don't know, uh, Suwani, which is where my old landlord lived, which was bananas. It seemed way the hell out there to me. Or like people live in Lawrenceville and drive to Atlanta, which is 50 miles. Like that's also pretty, pretty bananas to me. Um, so say the car breaks down or, you know, you, you lose a shift or, or something like because not everybody has a nine to five salary job. Then there's there's a growing population of desperately poor people in the suburbs and the thing is most of the services for homeless people are in the city centers and these people really don't have a way to get there um except maybe they can figure out the bus system like i read somewhere that it, the test of literacy is being able to figure out a bus schedule and i'm like well shit i'm not literate yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm illiterate because i do not understand bus schedules yeah i can't read a timetable either I don't know how people took trains before apps. No, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> um, so there is a slight ray of hope, uh, which is a, uh, a private company in Vermont did buy up a bunch of um, uh, diesel multiple unit rail cars from a railroad in Texas, which was getting rid of them. Um, but they're in perfect condition. They just stopped using them because Texas is even worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and they're going to run them along the existing Amtrak lines, which do go between all the major cities in Vermont. Their only problem is is that being Amtrak, it's only one a day. Right. Um, so if that works, um, that'll be an interesting, at least, case study in um, something between, you know, gigantic scale rail and cars yeah that would have been super nice in new york because i could get to new york city on amtrak but again there were like one a well, day actually, there it's that's not entirely true from schenectady itself there were only a couple of trains but from uh, albany rensselaer which was about 30 miles mm, 30 minutes so probably like 12 miles <laughs> <laughs> from where i lived because the roads are yeah whatever it's, it's country right. <laughs> it's not it's like suburbs but um it would have been super to be able to 
have it not take quite like the worst part was that you would have to wait forever for the one of two trains that was acceptable to you. Um, but they could easily, there were, there are Amtrak tracks that go from, you know, all the new where all the trains lead from, because the, probably because the legislators live in New York City and then they have to come to Albany sometimes Yep. <laughs> for state business. Like that's probably the only reason. Um, but you could go to like Ithaca or Buffalo via trains. That was another thing, like. I thought maybe I could go to Buffalo and on a train and visit our friend Brian, but I totally couldn't because, again, it it would take forever. Um, it's not a high-speed train. No, and it isn't. there's, like, two of them. Right. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, it'll probably turn out better than the Hyperloop, though, because like, they're never going to get one of these built. It's just not going to happen. It's ridiculous. The engineering challenges of trying to maintain even near vacuum conditions over the kind of distances and, and sheer volume, like even evacuating that thing for the first time, even if you can maintain vacuum, like I, I'm skeptical also like in a seismically active area, like they're yeah, right? to, build, to build one of these between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> there were, it wasn't there a mildly significant earthquake there like this week in San Francisco. I think there was. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Like, that is also an engineering challenge. I mean, there are some underground, like, tunnels and stuff um, for, I think there's some subway-like system in in Los Angeles, uh, but they don't have to maintain vacuum in it. Right. It's <laughs> if okay it if the ground little, moves a little bit. If it gets a little crack in the concrete, that's okay. You can just patch it later. Yeah. Uh, so an another quote that came out of uh, this article was, uh, uh, and uh, so uh, tunneling engineers seriously doubt Musk can improve tunneling speeds at least 14 times over as promised, which is like, oh my God, what a random ass boast. But it goes on to <laughs> quote someone, uh, what does Musk think? We're all idiots. One tunneling industry veteran told Wired this summer. I mean, yeah. He does. He does. He, he literally clear. does. <laughs> Same thing with the trucks, you know, didn't ask anyone from the actual industry, you know, just randomly pulled a number out of his ass and said, oh, we can do this way faster because of all these things I'm not accounting for. Right. Like maybe plate tectonics or rock that's made out of rock and not dirt. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it's cool that you started digging a tunnel in your parking lot or whatever, <laughs> but um, there's, I mean, part of the reason why there was really only two and a half ways to get from my house to my work in Riverside is because there are mountains in the way. <laughs> there are kind of a lot of mountains in California. There are, there are lots of mountains both on the east. Well, I mean, we call them mountains here. They're, they're a bit shorter, but they're, you know, there. It's a valid mountain. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're made of rocks, and it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. And... You know, the last time we built a bunch of uh, tunnels through mountains, it was on the back of imported slave labor where we didn't care if they blew themselves up. Yeah. Yay, America. 